hello and once again CIAC fans and welcome to another edition of the CIAC cast as we move towards the tail end of the fall sports season. Lots of good things to cover on this edition of the CIAC cast. Very happy to have you along with us. Of course I am Joel Cookson. I will be serving as your host for today's show and uh, we've got some great guests really doing uh, something a little different again this uh, this time around on the CIAC cast trying to do a few different things with the podcast this year, and, and rather than just all, you know, sort of bounce around and talk to our various reporters and writers who have uh, who have become frequent guests on the show, which we will still do, and don't worry, we're still going to cover all the sports and, and get all the insight as things uh, progress towards the championship, but trying to, to do some things a little bit differently this year. And on this edition of the show, what we're going to do is uh, is look at some of the different ways that uh, CIAC or high school sports are being covered uh, in the state of Connecticut. We feel that uh, the job that the media does covering high school sports in Connecticut is really second to none. And I think uh, our athletes are very fortunate. They get uh, more coverage than just about anywhere else probably in the country with uh, the great coverage that happens here in Connecticut. But got a few folks who are doing some different things and wanted to cover some of the, the new and, and innovative ways that high school sports are getting covered in Connecticut uh, these days. So we're going to talk to Peter Huapi of the New London Day, who has a great uh, video program that they've been running there on the day.com which is a wonderful uh, a wonderful program we're going to talk to Steve Mazone of mile split CT which is a website devoted to uh, cross country in uh, in Connecticut and talked a little bit to him about some of the things they're doing we're going to talk to Kells Dayton of sportsedge.com the WTNH uh uh, site that covers high school sports in Connecticut and some of the interesting things they're doing, particularly in terms of their contributor program. And then we're going to talk to uh, Frankie Graziano of CPTV Sports, who is, uh, is spearheading some of the efforts that they have, particularly with their In Focus program, which uh, gets some perspective from high school athletes. So big uh, big list of guests on tap this week. We're really excited. Thank you for uh, for sticking with us. We got a little bit off schedule here in the uh, the fall as we I had some meetings out of state that uh, kept us uh, from posting when we should have been posted uh, a few weeks ago. But we're happy that you all are with us, and we're happy to be talking about some of the interesting ways that high school sports is getting covered in Connecticut these days. So we're quickly going to move along to our guests and, and talk to some of those folks. But as always, we like to do a little something before that, which is we take a look at things you might have missed at CIACsports.com. But first, of course, the Connecticut Department of Transportation wants us to pass along the message to say no to distracted driving. Look, we go through this every uh, every time here on the CIAC cast. You know you shouldn't be doing it. You pull your phone out when you're in the car, drop behind the wheel. You know, deep down, you know that this is not a good idea. It's a terrible idea. Let's just say that right now. It's not a not a good idea. It's a terrible idea. Keep your phone parked away. Distracted driving puts yourself at risk. It puts others at risk. It's just not a good option. Please do not text or drive or drive distracted and encourage your friends and family to also not, you know, drive distracted. If you're in the passenger seat, you're responsible. Say, hey, you know what? I don't feel safe. Put that phone away, please. Let's uh, let's get where we're going, and then we can take a look at our phones and see what uh, who called you, who texted you, all that good stuff. So remember, keep the phone parked. One text or call could wreck it all. It is not worth it taking that risk. That's the message from our friends at the Connecticut Department of Transportation. Now we'll take a look at things you might have missed on CIACsports.com, and it's been a busy uh, few few days and few weeks here on CIAC. 
icsports.com. We are deep into the fall sports season, but the winter season has been getting some play on our CIAC website over the past few days. The winter sports tournament packets have been posted. All of the winter sports schedules have been posted, and the divisions breakdowns for the winter sports sports are all available on CIACsports.com. So please check all of that out. Get ready for the winter. Figure out where you're going to be going. Figure out your travel plans. Figure out the days you're going to have to leave work early and go check out that uh, that key basketball game that you really don't want to miss, that big hockey match, that big uh, swim meet, all that good stuff. Find it all on CIACsports.com. Lots of winter sport uh, material there. We've also got uh, a link up to register for the 2015 CIAC Sportsmanship Conference, one of the big uh, events that we host here in the CIAC. We get representatives from just about every school at the AquaTurf in in uh, middle of November. It's a, a busy week this year. It's going to come right in the middle of the, uh, the final week of the fall championship season, but we still expect a great turnout. We've got some great speakers coming in this year. We hope you will uh, be in attendance and make sure you register early. Make sure you can get in to the CIAC Sportsmanship conference. We had a great event this past weekend. The inaugural class of the CAS CIAC Hall of Honor was inducted. Nine incredible individuals. You can read their bios and, and see the tribute videos that we produced for those folks on CIACsports.com right now. Also had a jam-packed edition of Linked Up this past Friday. Unbelievable number of stories and just remarkable things included in that uh, edition of Linked Up. Had a feature story about the Canton girls volleyball team and a uh, a charitable endeavor that they are taking part in and a relationship that they've built with a young fan in their area who's uh, going through some tough times, battling some illness, and a really great story from the Canton girls volleyball program. Had a story about cooperative teams and a new feature we call CIC 101, where uh, we sort of try to explain some of the nuances and some of the down and dirty details of uh, of CIAC policies and programs. So check out uh, check that out. All sorts of good stuff. Uh, on CIACsports.com. And, of course, always you can follow us on Twitter at CIAC Sports. That's a good way to get in touch with us and uh, to reach out and let us know what's going on. So we uh, we hope you really uh, keep tabs on us there, facebook.com slash CIAC Sports. You can also email the CIAC cast. The uh, email address is, of course, CIAC cast at C-A-S-C-I-A-C dot org. So be sure to uh, to let me know. Maybe did I miss a few uh, uh, you know interesting things that are places and uh, and media outlets that are doing some innovative coverage. I'm sure I did. I know that this is not an exhaustive list of uh, of folks who are doing innovative and interesting things in terms of coverage of high school sports. So let me know. Maybe we can uh, feature some folks in a in an upcoming edition of the CIAC cast. Be sure to. Uh, to reach out. But we, uh, with all that said, we're going to get to our first guest now, Peter Huapi of the New London Day, talk a little bit about a cool program that they've been featuring on their website in terms of high school football coverage. We've got a first-time guest with us on the CIAC cast this week. Peter Huapi of the New London Day has been gracious enough to join us to uh, talk a little bit about some things that he's been working on uh, for the day. Uh, Peter, thanks so much for joining us. Uh, you're very welcome. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Very excited to have you on here. So first of all, let's just talk, um, we'll, we'll, we'll start sort of broad and then and get a little bit more uh, narrow, um, you know, talking about some specific uh, things that you've been working on, but sort of as a generally speaking, what are what, what's your role with the day and, and what are sort of the things that you're working on on a day-to-day basis uh, for, for the New London Day? I'm basically a, a general video journalist at the day. So uh, one day I might be out covering a submarine coming back to the sub base. 
I might be doing a, a profile on a local artist or a musician the next day, and then uh, during the fall, most of my Friday nights are high school football. Mm-hmm. Uh, cover a lot of football. Um, cover a lot of other sports too. Sure. Um, so, so, and generally speaking, this is these are uh, you know you'll you'll just I assume sort of before maybe this year, which was when we I think at least the launch of the Wired Zone feature, which has sort of uh, become kind of a staple for a lot of folks checking out. Was it just kind of smaller highlight packages that you were putting together for uh, you know for the for the athletic teams, or was there their larger projects as well? So it started off as just the basic highlight packages, game stories like you might see on a television newscast. Mm-hmm. Then a couple years ago, I think maybe four years ago, we started experimenting with live streaming some basketball games. Right. And that started uh, just with a single camera hooked up to a laptop and uh, two microphones plugged into that camera. We did a, just a real basic single camera webcast of the basketball game with play-by-play. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had a little bit of success with that, uh, so we started getting a little bit more sophisticated with the basketball games, doing multiple cameras, and then uh, through a, some uh, partnerships we have with a company called uh, Outthink. The uh, the founder of, the, of Outthink is one of the directors of the day, and mm-hmm. he's got some experience in the TV industry. We started doing some bigger productions of football games, uh, doing it um, basically like cable, college or professional football style with, you know, sort of the the whole broadcast team, satellite truck, six cameras and, and replays. We've done that. We haven't done that in the last two seasons just because of the resources required to do a game like that. Mm -hmm. Um, But one of the little side projects that I got to work on when we were doing those big broadcasts was this this idea of miking up the coaches during the game and then editing together a little package that combined the highlights from our live webcast with some you know, behind-the-scenes, locker room, sideline footage with audio from the coaches. And uh, so this season, when we figured out that we weren't going to be able to pull off the uh, the full live webcast of the football games, we were trying to think, well, you know, what could we still do that is going to be different from everybody else out there? And right. so we decided to try this Wired Zone idea every week. Mm-hmm. Very cool. Yeah, no, and it certainly uh, certainly has brought uh, some great perspective on the games. What's the, uh, you know, I, I think certainly, and I, I was watching a few of them uh, as I've seen most of them already, but, you know, I was just kind of re-watching a couple to, to get ready for this interview. But what's the, you know, I think people think particularly coaches, uh, you know, and sometimes maybe in football in particular, you know, are, are so secretive. Uh, what was sort of the sales pitch to the coaches in terms of, Getting that you know behind the behind the scenes access that uh, that really adds such a great element to it. And was there has been, there been any pushback? What's that sort of process like uh, in terms of you know kind of getting that off the ground? There's definitely been a little bit of reluctance with some teams. We we're, we're helped by we we cover mostly the ECC mm-hmm. here in Eastern Connecticut, right? And 
So our, our reporters and our staff have pretty good relationships with most of the coaches. And so it, it really got started back in, I think it was 2012, the first year that we did a, a big blowout football webcast. Right. And as part of that, I was sort of embedded with both te- It was New London versus Ledyard. It was a late-season game. Um, so the, New London and Ledyard are generally two of, of the you know, traditional powerhouses in our area of, mm-hmm. of the state, and they have a little bit of a rivalry, um, some history going back b- between the two teams. So that was a November game, and I had sort of embedded myself with both of those teams throughout the season. So I got to know the head coaches and the coaching staff and, and the staff the student athletes. Uh, the purpose of me doing that was to to put together like four or five little feature stories on each team. Right. And then, as we were working through that process, I I, I became you know, all, almost a part of the of the teams. So asking them could we mic them up during the games uh, was not that big an ask sure. of uh, of Coach Bunicor and Coach Miranda. Um, you know, and we did it with the with the promise and the trust that we wouldn't we wouldn't put out any game strategy that opponents could use to quote them. You know, we would be judicious in what bits of audio we pick because mm-hmm. you know, sometimes the the language in the moment can be a little <laughs> bit colorful, a little sure. bit salty. Yep. Uh, uh, so you know, it started with those two teams, and then we had something to show, uh, and you know, I think that. Uh, with that that level of trust that we established and a cool product to show other places, the pitch was a little bit easier. Um, so we just you know tried to build on those relationships each year. The first year was just the one game. The the next year it was three games, and then this year you know we're not doing the big live splash, but we approached all the area coaches. Uh, before the season started, and said, "Hey, this is what we're looking to do. Right. This is what this is what uh, we would ask of you. Uh, you know, trust us that we will be judicious in in what we use and what we don't use, with the with the knowledge that you know, if if we put something out there that is that they are not going to want out there, you know, we're probably going to lose that access in the future. Sure. So, you know, it, yeah. it, it's a, it is a two-way street. Absolutely. So uh, just tell me a little bit about, um, you know, the process sort of, of, of getting this done, obviously. I, you know, I'm, you're, um, can tell from the from the wired zone product you know this is not a, a single camera you're not the only one uh shooting the footage and then as you said you've got several folks mic'd up but what's the process sort of both of of kind of getting all the high all the footage and then how does your process sort of work of of putting it all together what's the what kind of steps are you going through how are you making those decisions about you know what should be included and all that good stuff yep so if, if you think Think about a a basic video highlights package. You will have usually just you know one camera on the action. You will have the coaches and players interviewed after the game, mm-hmm. and you'll have usually uh, you know a reporter or a broadcaster doing a voiceover that sort of tells you the story of the game. Right. Um, and so that's you know a lot of times I'm working independently, and I'm if I'm just covering a game by myself, I'll be responsible for for getting all of those parts. Sure. For for Wired Zone, I wanted the quality to be a little bit better, and, and we really liked what we had 
from the live webcast, the energy that having the play-by-play and the color guys in there rather than just a reporter voiceover. Sure. So the, the first thing we wanted to do, originally when we were going to do this, we were going to mic up the coaches, and then we were going to have uh, Casey O'Neill, who has has done a lot of the play-by-play calling for us, just come and call the game just into a camera, you know, okay. just for just for the recording purposes. Um, when we we thought about that, well, if we were going to have him there doing that, why don't we just get a, a second person and do a, a live webcast uh, of the audio? So we have uh, Casey O'Neill and Keith O'Brien, who are both sort of local radio and entertainment personalities and have a history in local sports here. Mm-hmm. They, they they call the game like it's a radio broadcast, and we actually stream that audio right on our website. Gotcha. Um, that's not like a huge focus of what we do, but if we, we figured that since we were doing it, if people were interested in listening to the game, we might as well put that out there. So right. the, yeah. the main purpose of having them do that is so that I can have the sort of the excitement of the play-by-play track. Mm-hmm. Um, so day of game, I get to the field usually like two hours early, um, set up their little broadcast location and hook up the so, – so they are – they've got a little sound mixer with headsets and are streaming the sound through uh, through an app on an iPhone and then are also recording that sound into our uh, – the high 50-yard line camera that covers the action. Right. Um, so we've got one camera operator up there. And then uh, myself and one of my colleagues are down on the sidelines. So we basically, as soon as the coaches are out on the field, we hook the two head coaches up with wireless microphones um, and just kind of track them throughout the game, uh, additionally shooting a little bit of the atmosphere, you know, pregame and halftime. We try, you know, the marching bands and the cheerleaders and the fans try mm-hmm. to get a little bit of that in there. Um and so the the actual shooting of the game for me is almost a little bit boring because I'm really <laughs> just standing there on the sideline aiming the camera at the coach waiting for him to say something. Right. Um, and it's it's interesting. I mean, for someone who's who's really interested in the sort of the nitty gritty X's and O's of football, right. um, it, it's kind of interesting to hear what go, the thought process that goes into the play calls and everything. Absolutely. Uh, but what we're what we're really looking for is either, uh, you know, funny moments, little things that that you wouldn't you wouldn't think of or that the average fan doesn't know about, mm-hmm. or you know, just their their reactions to important moments in the game. So right. you know, we're sort of trying to set the tone with what they're saying in the locker room beforehand, and then you know, little bits of reaction and strategy, not actual play calls, but you know, talking about what, what they want to do to to get the game going in the right direction and and then hopefully you know if it's a if it's a game better games games with more drama tend to be a little bit more exciting to cover um and then after the fact it's it's a, about a full day of editing for me usually like an 8 to 10 hour day cuz i've got the i have to rewatch the entire 2 2 and a half hour game tape with the play by play cut that up and then mix in the other two cameras worth of uh, of reactions and stuff right. from the the sidelines. Right. So it's usually yeah you're that usually these are just for for fans. These are generally posted either on Monday or Tuesday. Is that generally when we uh, we, we get them live on the day's uh, website? Yes, that's yes, that's our production schedule. We in the 
in the past when this was like a, a special event, I would either work overnight Friday to Saturday or come in all day Saturday. Mm-hmm. Um, for, for my own health and sanity, <laughs> we decided that we would uh, allow me to have a, a day or two off on the weekend. So I usually come in on Monday and sure. spend all day Monday editing and then post that uh, at the end of the day Monday. So I mean, if, if people depending on what time I get done, if, if people are on the site in the evening, they'll see it. And then it's, it's the main thing on our site Tuesday morning. And I mean, the other reason we time it that way is that, you know, Monday night and t- Tuesday's paper is when our uh, football poll comes out. Sure. Yep. So, we're, and, and, uh, you've had Ned Griffin on as a guest before mm-hmm. and his, uh, so we have the sort of the combination of wired zone video Ned's Lonesome Polecat blog, and then the top 10 poll all coming out in that Monday night, Tuesday morning time frame. Right, yeah. Usually before, usually around when I'm going to bed, but uh, for, for the diehards, you know, they, they can uh, can make sure they get all that Monday night and then on Tuesday. Um, what have been sort of the, you know, I, I shouldn't say, well, I've got two questions. We'll go, we'll go two different ways. What, what's your sort of biggest challenge uh, in this process? What's the, what's the most difficult or, or the hardest part for you in kind of putting all this stuff, either you know, recording the footage or, or putting it together? What, what's the biggest uh, obstacles you face? I think the, the hardest thing for me in doing this every week is trying to make it, it, it new and different and interesting every week. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's kind of easy to follow a format you know, show the impassioned speech from each coach at the beginning of the game. Right. Show the touchdown, show the sideline cheering, show the other coach reacting angrily. <laughs> uh, and, I mean, I, I, do, I do tend to follow that general structure each week. But I think it's, I mean, for, for my sanity and creative satisfaction and also just to keep people's interests, uh, you know, I... I try to, if we can, sort of focus on a storyline for each game. Right. Um, you know, it, it, sometimes you have a real obvious one. Um, f- for the the Fitch East Lime game, it was the first win for Fitch's new head coach. They had just lost like 14 straight, so that you know that was a real sort of important moment um, for the. The Ledyard Cranston East game, uh, because Cranston East is out of our area and we and uh, we don't really have a relationship with that team, we we ended up miking up uh, Coach Punicor, the head coach at Ledyard, but also one of his assistants, uh, mm-hmm. Jose Santabria, who is just a, a hilarious personality, <laughs> and so I mean, we got just. Tons of funny audio out of him, enough that I ended up doing a separate feature on him uh, after the game, just right. because I had so much additional <laughs> audio that I that I couldn't use. Um, so you know, some some games, if if they end up being not as competitive, um, that can be a little bit of a challenge to try to pull something interesting out of. Right. Um, one of the, I mean, one of the big challenges is with a lot of the head coaches. You know, they during the game they are so focused on the the X's and O's of play calling and strategy that some of them don't really give themselves the the time or the, or the room to react emotionally. Mm-hmm. So you know you'll see the, the most exciting touchdown scored, and the the coach will not react at all other than to make sure that his extra point personnel is going out onto the field. Right. 
Yeah. No, it's uh, yeah. Football coaches. Uh, th- there's a reason that cliche about uh, you know, the intense focus. I think is uh, is out there. It's because it's true a lot of the time. So they're, uh, yeah, maybe not g- giving you the the kind of stuff that you would you would be looking for. Has there been any sort of surprises for you, or, or you know, things that have happened? Uh, you know, any particular you know, one time, you know, sort of a surprising result or something that you got, or just in general, you know, sort of about this process that's been uh, surprising to you or sort of pleasantly surprising to you, you know, as you've kind of worked on this project? The thing that's been, I think, a a nice surprise to me, and I don't, it it probably doesn't come through quite so much in all the videos, but it's that so many of the coaches are are so positive in how they work with their student-athletes. Yeah. Um, so since I'm listening in on them 100% of the time, I get to hear how they, how they are privately and how they are, you know, so how they speak with their assistants and whoever's on the headset with them and then how they speak with their players. And, right. and I've seen this in almost all the coaches I've dealt with, you know, they're, they're sort of, immediate private reaction of anger or disgust with with how when someone on the team doesn't perform up to expectations but then there's this like immediate transformation that takes place when when the the athlete comes off of the sideline and and the coaches deal so positively with them so that i i can imagine you know at that would be a really nice thing as an athlete playing for that coach that you know, deep down inside, they really want to win and are are disappointed in your performance. But the way that the way that they treat their athletes, almost to a person, is just so overwhelmingly positive. That is, uh, that's great. That's certainly uh, certainly something something that uh, I think you would hope uh, was the case. But yeah, maybe would be a little surprised that it actually is uh, is coming to fruition there. So, uh, just kind of one or two more questions here, because I'm sure you've got other uh, projects you need to be working on. Are there any without uh, without any uh, you know massive spoilers? Are there any uh, any sort of innovations or, or things that you guys are are looking to try for future editions or for future projects? Uh, you know that that are sort of on your mind uh, as you continue, like you said, to try to sort of you know you know maybe not follow the script uh, quite so much and uh, and sort of similarly. And I know this may not be ultimately your decision. Has there been any thought about trying this you know with sports other than football? Um, you know, trying to find maybe a big soccer match or, or whatever it might be to uh, to also get the uh, the uh, wired zone treatment. Uh, we have definitely so yeah. Answer your second question first we've definitely thought about um other sports i mean one of the things that i think would be would be very interesting to do that we're sort of the technology is holding us back a little bit is i I would love to to mic up a player Mm -hmm. additionally you you see that in the in the nfl and the nba and so you know it's possible Obviously, there would probably be a little bit more reluctance from from some coaches because players a lot of times don't have the the same you know a, a teenager doesn't have the same filter that a, an adult does. Absolutely. Yep. Um, and also, just technology-wise, the, the wireless mics that we have are not safe to go out. They're fine to sit in the pocket of somebody who <laughs> who is walking up and down the sideline, but. Um, the, the equipment could break and they could injure the player if we had them had them out on the field. Uh, so that's 
think if the if that technology becomes more affordable at some point, that's something we'd like to do because I mean we we have we've found a lot of very uh, fun and interesting personalities among the student athletes that we've covered, and uh, you know we've done we've done some features uh, in in football and basketball mainly, but branching out into into some other sports as well. Um, as as far as doing the wired zone for other sports. Um, we have found that in general, football is our biggest audience. Sure. Um, I, I would I would love to try it out with some other sports, and I, I think um, I think it could be interesting. But I think we we're sort of gr- growing slowly, so that you know we, we've got we're lucky for a, a small paper that we've got two full-time video journalists here. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, we are, I, I think it, some people might look at, at the way we allocate our coverage and worry that we're putting too much into sports. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I, I try to, sports ends up picking up one or two days of my week in, in the fall and more in the winter. So, you know, I'm trying to, to also think of, you know, not just with other sports, but what other what other topics in terms of, of news and human interest stories could we do it in? Um, one thing that we are, pers- I, don't, I don't know if we're actively pursuing it, but we're thinking about it is, you know, could we get, uh, could we get an official mic'd up at a football game? Oh, interesting. So that, uh, you know, coaches, coaches like to uh, have some animated conversations with the officials and a lot of times what i'm recording is just is just one side of that yep um you know could we could we give give our, our viewers a little bit of insight into you know what's going on in the minds of, of the officiating crew during a game um and it, it is something that we've been looking into i don't know i, I certainly can't make any promises whether we're going to pull that off this season but it's, i think it's something that i would like to like to do Absolutely. Yeah, no, that sounds, uh, it, it's really great stuff. And it, uh, you know, I commend you and, and all of the, the staff that you guys are, are putting together there, because it really does, uh, it's been bringing a great, you know, perspective. And, and as you said, the, that uh, seeing the, the positivity, you know, of the of the coaches and, and the intensity and energy of the kids, it's really, uh, it's really been a great, a great window, I think, into into high school sports. So we commend, uh, commend all the work you're doing and, uh, and hope we continue to find you keep finding new, uh, new ways to expand it and, and change it and, and maybe, you know, do some of those other sports or whatever it might be. So, uh, Peter Huapi, thank you so much for being with us. And, uh, and thanks for all the great work you're doing, uh, to, to highlight high school sports in Connecticut. It really is a, is a wonderful thing. And I think is a, a wonderful opportunity for those schools and, and those athletes. So thanks very much. Uh, you're, you're welcome. I'm uh, happy to talk to you, and you know, I I enjoy, I wouldn't do this work if I didn't enjoy it so much. Uh, so it, you know, it's it's fulfilling for me personally, and it's always just really nice to, to hear that uh, people out there in the audience are are getting something out of it. So I, I think as as long as people are are enjoying what we're doing, uh, I will uh, we'll keep doing it. Great. Well, we look forward to uh, to checking out more uh, more editions of it. Thanks for uh, thanks for take carving out a few minutes to uh, to talk to us about it. Ah, uh, you're welcome. Thanks so much to Peter. Really enjoyed talking to him and really uh, just doing tremendous work there 
that is a lot of effort. I'm a, a, a bit of an amateur uh, video editor myself with some of the things we try to do on CICsports.com. And those, uh, those pieces that he's putting together, him and his crew, uh, are really well done and, uh, and really require a lot of work. So kudos to him, and, and we appreciate him chatting with us a little bit, I assume after this week's edition had already been posted. Uh, next up, we're going to talk to Steve Mazone of MilesplitCT.com. Very happy to have with us today uh, another first-time uh, podcast guest, Steve Mazone of Milesplit CT, or excuse me, CTMilesplit.com. It's uh, listed as Milesplit CT in, in the banner headline, but uh, CT.Milesplit.com is the website. Steve, thanks so much for being with us. Thank you for uh, giving me a reach out. Here. At- Absolutely. Really happy to talk about uh, what you folks are doing, which I think is some really cool stuff here uh, covering the sport of cross country uh, in Connecticut. So uh, let's start with sort of uh, some intro- introductory uh, kind of questions. Uh, what sort of inspired you to create and, and work on milesplit.ct uh, and, uh, and how did it start? How did this uh, whole process start for you? It start, kind of started maybe six, seven years ago. Um, I'm a sports writer. I was a sports writer for a local newspaper. And on the side, what I did is I worked for Mile Splits, the national site. Mm-hmm. And I worked as a feature writer for the national site during, you know, part-time. And through that national site, um, they have state portals, which is um, all states um, connected with this national site. So it started working with the Mile Split RI site, because that's where I'm from. Mm-hmm. Um, and did a lot of work with them. And then uh, Connecticut didn't have a webmaster, didn't have uh, for their site. And um, I went to a convention about a couple of years ago down in Texas for Miles Split, and I said, we need somebody there because they got a, a ton of athletes, ton of great athletes down there, and, and we need somebody to man the site, and I'd like to do it. So um, they gave me the double duty of doing Rhode Island and Connecticut. And um, I'm a, a runner. I've been a runner. I was a runner in high school and as well as college and ended it after. So it kind of combines both my passions because, uh, um, again, uh, I've always I've been a runner for 30 years. And also I'm a writer. So I, I get to do it all mm-hmm. at, at Mile Split. And, and that's, what, that's what makes it doubly special. Absolutely. So uh, t- tell us a little bit, what are some of the kind of, uh, you know, it's a lot of different stuff on the site. Uh, I'm looking at it today. Actually, we've got a recap of the, uh, the as we're into to league championship season here, we've got the FCAC championships uh, story up. So you've got that kind of story. What el- what other kind of things uh, uh, are you able to post and uh, and kind of have on the site? What are what are some of the sort of features and uh, and, and recurring kind of things that, that, that happen on the site? The thing with Milesplit is it's got this incredible database um, with 30 million rankings, if not more by now. Um, and what it is, is it's, it's result-driven. Anytime there's results that come through meets, we, we put it into our system, and they all go into, this, into these stats. And if through these stats, we can create uh, so many different things. We can, we can do virtual meets, which, mm-hmm. which a lot of uh, our readers like we can do uh rankings who's who's the best freshman so far who's the best sophomore and and whatnot so we can create all articles through that um through through our stats it also creates a profile for each athlete so in other words you can click into an athlete and it will have all their stats of what they did whatever's been fed into our system goes right into each and every athlete's profile so again we can we can create um, articles through that. Also, I mean, we, we go to events. We cover events. Um, 
we where we get photos, um, we can have upwards as many as 2,000, 3,000 photos at an event. Mm-hmm. We also do videos. We do video um, of races, video interviews after races. Um, and also, like I said, I'm a writer, so I also will, will incorporate stories into it. Other sites do the same thing. I probably do it a little more because, it, again, it's my passion and it's something I've done for a while. But there's so many different things we can do with this site, and that, that's what I love about it so much. And they give us the freedom to to do basically whatever we want, whatever we can want to, to promote the sport. Because this is a sport, in, in my opinion, you know, I saw it when I was at the newspaper. I've seen it all throughout my life. That that it's kind of not necessarily shoved aside, but doesn't get the recognition it probably deserves. Mm-hmm. And and this site allows us to make these kids stars, uh, what 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 they deserve. It, it allows us to to really um, explode and do whatever we want with with the sport. Yeah, no, it uh, really, there's a lot of, uh, and yeah, as you said, having those results, uh, that result database certainly uh, allows for some cool things. I really enjoy the uh, the virtual meets. That's really kind of a fun a fun tool, obviously. You know, it's just a, a projection of sorts, but uh, it's really kind of a cool cool way to uh, to look at a meet and kind of see how things are going to play out. You say uh, you say we, what's a, what's your team? Who Who's uh, sort of contributing to this uh, process? Well, what, what I do is... Um as a webmaster, they give me a budget. And through that budget, what I do is I hire photographers. I hire people to do video. Whenever I can't do these things, sometimes I do it on my own, but a lot of times I have to rely on these people to uh, to, to get the photos, to get the uh, the videos. Mm-hmm. For example, especially in Connecticut, because, again, I'm based in Rhode Island, so I do a lot of Rhode Island stuff. So, so I do hire a lot of people out in Connecticut um, to help me out, like, for example, the FCIAC meet this, yesterday. I had mm-hmm. um, a photographer out there. I had a, um, and I had a guy doing video. Right. Um, so again, they they give me a budget that allows me to do that. But they also, but also, what I'm going to look for in the future is any student, any anyone who's interested in doing some kind of internship. This is a great way that they can uh, get the experience of working um, in the media, doing uh, and whether it be videotaping. Uh, photography, writing. I mean, there's uh, an abundance of things, you know, they can be taught here and, and learn some valuable, you know, on-the-job training. Um, so that's something I'm going to be looking for in the future because I really want to expand it out in Connecticut. It's been a little tough for me, but it's being in Rhode Island, but it's slowly picking up, and it's good to see. I mean, this is my second year doing Connecticut, and, and I'm seeing I'm, I'm seeing an increase. I'm seeing the viewership increase, and, and, and that's a good sign. But but I want to make it bigger because, again, Connecticut has some great athletes that really need some exposure. Yeah, no, it's uh, we, we've talked about this on the podcast uh, once or twice before. It's really been sort of a, a renaissance or, or sort of a, uh, a golden age of, for Connecticut running uh, over the past few years, some really uh, outstanding athletes. So uh, what's sort of your, uh, your favorite part of this process? Why is this something that, uh, that you've kind of decided to, to dedicate some time to uh, in, in your sort of your, your professional free time, so to speak? Um, again, I, I mean, like I was saying before, it combines both my passions. It, uh, I mean, I'm a runner and I'm a fan of the sport, mm-hmm. and I'm a writer and involved with the media, so it, it combines both of them. Um, it, it's kind of, I tell people, like when I'm at state meets, I said, this is my Christmas. I mean, <laughs> this is the stuff I enjoy. I mean, people might think, you know, these meets are long and drawn out and stuff like that, but that's not the case for me. I mean, 
I, I love every bit about it. And if you ever see me at a meet, really, in my sitting still, I'm constantly all over the place because, you know, I want to catch everything, you know, things that, you know, maybe my health won't be able to do. I'm continuously all over the place, and and it it's just my passion. Again, I mean, that, that, that about explains it. I mean, it's my passion, so it's, I, I just love doing it. Yeah, well, it's really uh, it's really some great content, and as you said, uh, you know, a lot of uh, different resources and uh, and things you can find in here, video, uh, you know, meat results, all kinds of good stuff, and uh, we really enjoy the uh, all the work. So it's uh, the website is ct.milesplit.com. Milesplitct is uh, is the site, and uh, and Steve Mazone, we really appreciate you joining us and, and talking a little bit about all the work you're doing with the site, and uh, keep up all the good work. And again, I appreciate you reaching out to me, and and I hope you know that we do get more viewers, and hopefully, uh, you know, people will um, really appreciate everything that that we have on this site because it really is a great site with all the stuff they they offer. Thanks so much to Steve. Really enjoyed chatting with him, uh, another first time podcast guest, and uh, and really appreciate the uh, the commitment and work he's putting in to coverage of a sport that maybe gets neglected a little bit cross country in the fall season. And and as he said, we really have some outstanding runners in Connecticut right now, and really have over the past few years. So it's a great sport to uh, to track and uh, and keep tabs on over the fall. Next up. We're going to talk to Kells Dayton of SportsEdge.com, talk a little bit about what they're doing in terms of high school sports coverage. We've got another first-time podcast guest with us this week here on the CIAC cast as I'm chatting with Kells Dayton of WTNH on the SportsEdge.com website, the branch of WTNH. Kells, thanks so much for being with us. Hey, Joel. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it. Very, very happy to have you on with us. I was just uh, chatting before we started that uh, certainly like the work that Sports Edge is doing, and it's uh, have never had anyone from your group uh, on the podcast, so we were we were overdue at this point. And uh, why don't you just uh, tell me a little bit about sort of what uh, you know where the the idea for the Sports Edge uh, site and sort of section of uh, of WTNH came from, and and what sort of your your goals were in terms of high school sports coverage in particular. Uh, sure. Well, I think um, I think originally the idea was kind of to cover all the different areas. We have a lot of resources here um, in terms of, especially with the high school football show that we do. We have, you know, sometimes four or five camera guys go out and uh, a couple of our reporters go out with cameras to different games, covering games all over the state mm-hmm. um, every Friday night. And uh, and really, I think it started with kind of a high school football um, thing where we had so much video and we had using the online platform would be another place to put it and another place for people to come see it. And we just thought it was a, a really cool idea um, to have people come and I think to, to kind of cover it more like, kind of like, um, I know Channel 3 does this too with Friday Night Football, but I think kind of cover it as kind of our biggest thing and our biggest deal. So every Friday night we cover the games like it's the Super Bowl, mm-hmm. basically, and uh, try to go from there. And I think it's really worked out well for us. Um, and I think we try to put kind of a, um, authoritative stamp kind of on what our coverage is and our brand, and I think that's where the website really comes in well and reaching out to people and getting people to see um, our coverage and, and to expand on high school sports. Absolutely. What's uh, what's your role with the with the site, and uh, what what are you sort of responsible for, and and what's kind of your you know day to day like uh, in kind of trying to manage it and uh, and and keep it uh, you know relevant and, and things that are going on there. Um, well, I'm the executive producer 
of uh, sportsbuzz.com. That's my title. Mm-hmm. I kind of think of it more like an editor role. Um, I'm able to write and kind of pick and choose which stories uh, I feel like should go on the site. Um, we do, um, obviously, a lot of high school coverage, and um, I think basically my day-to-day is just coming in and just trying to figure out what the biggest stories are um, locally, not just with high school sports, but with everything going on. We have a lot of UConn coverage on the site, a lot of Yale, a lot of college sports as well. Um, and I think it's just kind of trying to be – I think our goal is always to be kind of an authoritative coverage of uh, local sports and try to really get into it and um, break it down. And I think that's where we have contributors. Uh, anyone who wants to sign up and write for the site can do so. It's kind of like an SB Nation type blog uh, type deal. So that's what we try to do. And uh, basically, for me, it's kind of like it's kind of a dream job sometimes because I get to come in and basically just talk about sports, write about sports all day long. And sometimes I come in and, and can't believe I get to do this and get paid for it. So <laughs> uh, it's not too bad. But um, that's that's basically the day to day. Yeah. What? Uh, w- w- can you give me an example of maybe some of the stories or, or some of the feature kind of things or, or really anything that you've been able to uh, that sort of are, are jump out to you as highlights that uh, that you've been able to uh, to include on the site, particularly uh, when it comes to high school? Um, as far as high school, I really like how we're able to, and I think John Pearson, one of our reporters, does a great job with this, as well as Eric Dobratz, another one of our sports reporters. Mm-hmm. Um, I really like when we're able to get into – um, featuring a kid, like, um, for example, just recently we featured a Newtown linebacker, Ben Mason, mm-hmm. um, who not a lot of people really know about, but, I mean, the kid's 6'4", 240 pounds, he's only 16 years old, and uh, he's a great football player already. And uh, I just think, and not just the great athletes, but I think when we're able to focus on some kids who, you know, have other issues. I remember one uh, story about a swimmer, high school swimmer, that um, ended up, competing despite having a heart condition Mm -hmm. and uh, i thought that story was really great really interesting um because those are the types of things that you're not going to find on espn those are the types of things that are only local and are only um you know they may be just as interesting as stories and i think even especially when you live in connecticut they're very interesting um and and certainly people want to read about them so i think that's what we try to focus on and those are the types of stories that i really like just featuring individual kids individual teams and players and getting them some recognition that often they deserve and sometimes they don't get to uh, traditional newspapers and, and things like that. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, the, certainly uh, the web is great for that kind of, uh, you know, finding a place for those stories that might not have another uh, another outlet. You mentioned the the contributor uh, piece of the, of the sportsedge.com uh, site, which was something, you know, and I'm obviously familiar with the site, but I had sort of missed uh, that you had that option. Talk a little bit about that. And, you know, as you said, this is sort of uh, the goal is kind of a local coverage. And, uh, n- you know, you have passionate fans out there of, of probably every high school and every team. Uh, how, do the, how do those fans sort of uh, audition, so to speak, or how would they uh, be able to com- become involved with the Sports, Ed- Sports Edge site? Um, right, well, I think that's what's so great about it is uh, a lot of times fans will say, you know, our team doesn't get the kind of media coverage that we should. You know, mm-hmm. Our team's better than this. Why do we never get TV crews out here and cameras and I think, or even written stories? And I think that's what the, the great thing about this is, is you can take video, you can upload it to our site. Um, you can basically do, you know, whatever you want in terms of uh, you can do a highlight if you wanted to of your games. Um, and we haven't had too many people do that yet, but... Um, we've had people write up stories, game stories about their team, and uh, I think that's what the great thing about the contributor role is, is 
you know, you can basically take it and do what, whatever you want with it, um, cover whichever teams you want to cover. If you're, we have one guy who uh, is a is a Farmington uh, parent, and he wanted to give the Farmington High School football team some more coverage, and he did that and it worked out great. And um, I think a lot of people from Farmington came to the site to check it out, and uh, I think that's uh, that's a great role. Um, I think the only thing that you have to do to contribute is just go to sportsedge.com and just uh, sign up. And uh, there's a tab that says contribute, and you just quickly go in and put in your information, and uh, we send you an email. You uh, sign up from there, and uh, it's pretty easy going forward. You can either just log in to our WordPress. It's a WordPress model that we have, which is a um, – the back end of a website, kind of a, how you post into the website. But mm-hmm. um, you can either go in and just write your post right there or you can uh, email it to me, actually, and I edit it and just, just put it right on. So it's, I think it's great because it's more of a – it's kind of like a bleacher report for local sports, and I think that was the idea when we first started it. And uh, that's what we're looking for out of people just to get more um, people from different areas uh, talking about their teams and be excited about it. Yeah, no, absolutely. It's really a cool, uh, like I said, uh, you know, something that I didn't know was uh, was a part of the site. And like you said, you know, it's really no, nobody's going to care more about the the local teams than their local fans and parents or uh, or even students. You know, it's a great opportunity for somebody who's uh, who's a part of a team maybe to to write about their their team and uh, and have a platform uh, to do it and and to share it on a level that it wouldn't be uh, otherwise shared. So it's really a really a cool uh, a cool kind of thing that you're you're able to do. Any other sort of uh, plans or um, you know innovations or things that you guys are looking forward to uh, going forward in terms of what uh, what you might want to be adding to the site or, or anything like that what are what's uh, what do you think might be next for uh, for the sports edge site in terms of high school coverage um, I think there's all always uh, plans always ideas um, to do different things I think uh, some of the things we we're thinking about is kind of like making it more immediate I know one of the things every Friday night in terms of football, um, is high school scores. A lot of people are going online trying to find out how their team did. Mm-hmm. And uh, the CIAC does a great job of uh, tweeting out the scores and, and also putting them on the, the website. Um, so, But I think people maybe want to get that maybe right to their phone or maybe um, things like that, making it more immediate, maybe having highlights right to your phone. So those are some of the things that we were um, looking at and, and trying to talk about and see if we can come up with something for them. Um, and then also I just think, you know, people themselves, uh, if we can get more contributors, uh, more contributors from different areas of the state. We think at Channel 8, obviously, a lot of people think of us as a New Haven station and the shoreline, but and that's what we cover the most because we're located in New Haven. Um, but if we can get contributors from, you know, Litchfield County, uh, Wyndham County, Hartford County, that's what we're looking for, too, to kind of get a statewide um, network of people and a place that you can go for for every high school and, and really get in-depth coverage that uh, we hope you can't get anywhere else. So that's uh, that's what we're looking at. Excellent. Well, we literally, uh, like I said, I hope uh, hope fans will uh, will take it up on that uh, that offer to get on the uh, to get on the contributor site and uh, and contribute to some of the great things that uh, that Sports Edge is uh, is producing in terms of high school sports coverage. So, Kels, we uh, we appreciate you taking a few minutes to uh, from the uh, from the editing schedule and uh, the dream job to uh, to chat with us a little bit about what you folks are doing there and and really appreciate the uh, the coverage that you're giving to high school sports. So, thanks very much for joining us. Hey, thanks a lot, Joel. Thanks for having me.
Thanks to Kells for carving out a little time to talk with us, really uh, enjoying some of the things that they're doing there at sportsedge.com as well. And now we're going to wrap things up. A The first guest we've had on this one who is not a first-time podcast guest, we've had Frankie with us before, Frankie Graziano of cptvsports.org. Very happy to have back with us today a, a returning Paul podcast guest, Francesco Graziano from CPTV Sports. Frankie, thanks as always for being with us. Thank you very much for having me, Joel. I appreciate it. He's uh, currently basking in the glow of his uh, his beloved Mets run to the World Series, but we were able to carve out a few minutes of his time to talk a little bit about some of the great coverage uh, that CPTV Sports is giving to, to high school sports and wanted to talk a little bit about the show in particular that, uh, that really sort of gives voice to the student-athletes, your in-focus program. Talk a little bit about sort of what the, you know, the idea was behind that show and, and how it's evolved and, and what you're trying to do with that program. Well, the reason why we, we put together in focus was for two reasons. Uh, number one, you know, we do game coverage, and, and we believe that's a hallmark of our programming. We love the storylines that become organic inside of game coverage, but we want to be in more places. We want to be able to see more kids, more faces, and, and tell stories. And then in that, in that same regard, for number two, a big part of that is you want to hear the kids' perspective on issues. So mm-hmm. when something happens like a, maybe a potential hazing scandal or we see some of the bad things that have happened across the country in the sport of football, at least with some nefarious conduct. It's really, it's really helpful to, to see what the kids are thinking there, and we can really draw some, some conclusions from there, not of our own, but just really trying to see what kids think in general and try to tell that story. Yeah, no, definitely. It's interesting. It's always good to, you know, to, to hear the perspective of the, of the students who are involved and, uh, you know, who are, who are living it on a day-to-day basis. So what are some of the, what are some of the topics that you've, uh, that you've covered with the, with the kids this year uh, in terms of things that you've gotten their input on? Well, we started with a, with a, with a really tough topic, which was the, uh, the Cromwell uh, alleged hazing incident. And, uh, you know, we, we spoke to the athletic director and also the, who is uh, Kelly Maher now, and um, and then the superintendent, Dr. Paulo Talti. What we found in that situation was the coach was suspended, and that can be tough because he wasn't around for it, but at the same time, it's it's his program, and it, whether or not it was just, he was suspended for that. And, and I thought they did a great job of handling the whole situation now. There was a, a minor, uh, an unidentified minor was arrested um, allegedly in this case so uh, i think they did a great job the the school of doing not only an internal investigation with the principal the athletic director and the superintendent looking over that but also an external investigation getting the cromwell police involved because the reason why we cover this story and the reason why we we talk to these uh, student athletes is because they need to know you know they need to see some of these stories that are happening across the state because it's great to have this kind of conversation because they can say, okay, if that's happening in my locker room, either A, I'm going to tell somebody, or B, I'm going to stand up and say no mm-hmm. and step in in that kind of a situation. Right. And we're trying to encourage that kind of discussion. Yeah, no, that like you said, I think information is, is the best uh, the best way to sort of combat some of these challenges that uh, that the schools face. What's been, uh, ha- what, what sort of, have there been any surprises for you, you know, in, in doing these programs and, and talking to the students? Has there been anything that, uh, that's surprised you in terms of what students have told you or just in sort of the perspective that you've gotten from, uh, from talking to the kids? Oh, I'm very surprised. Um, I'm not saying I'm, I'm necessarily surprised, but more uh, maybe overjoyed, more 
um, impressed with the way that coaches are handling things in the state and, mm-hmm. and, uh, and athletic directors because when they have their job and they're taking care of the stuff that they need to, that certainly trickles down. And that's why we're seeing that the kids in Connecticut are really of high character. And, you know, from whatever background you come from in the state, you know that we, we've all had our days where we've done something uh, that we maybe shouldn't have. And you just get impressed with how high character these kids are. And more importantly, how they can speak in such an eloquent fashion, every single kid, about every issue. And it's really impressive. And they, and they certainly pay attention to these issues. And they really know that, you know, I can't be doing that. I can't sacrifice my potential collegiate career. I can't sacrifice my reputation. And they're behaving much better than you expect. And, and I'm glad that In Focus has been able to show that to the viewers of Connecticut. Yeah, no, and, and really, uh, as you said, you're, every time I've had the, the, the pleasure to, to chat with student-athletes uh, in Connecticut, I'm always uh, impressed, I think, is the is the best word to use. Also, uh, and, and I'm not just talking about the In Focus program because uh, my uh, the, the executive director, of uh, the CIAC was on it last night talking about the uh, LGBT uh, issues and uh, and sort of the the area of trying to get those folks making sure that they're comfortable in student in uh, athletics in Connecticut. But uh, you also mentioned uh, you know talking to the kids. Part of the the in focus program is the uh, the you choose program. Talk a little bit about that and uh, and what that program is all about and how it works. The you choose student athlete of the week. In the same vein, you always want to get everybody their their spotlight, especially on on a on a show like In Focus or any kind of CPTV sports program. But with you choose, it was a great opportunity for us to say, hey, you know, you get to vote, fans. You also get to pick the nominees, and then guess what? Once the the winner is announced, we're going to go to their school. So the you choose thing is really caught on. We had our most votes that we've ever had. In the last vote, there was 20,000, uh, almost 20,000 votes cast, at least for the Athlete of the Week. Great. So we have our You Choose Thanksgiving game coming up, which was actually our, our biggest You Choose vote last year, which was insane that we had, I think, 37,000 altogether. So it's, it's, it's a really great opportunity for fans from across the community to just go nuts for a second and forget about everything else that's going around them and just support Connecticut student athletics. Absolutely, and as you said, a great opportunity to to get some more kids on camera and to get that uh, that atmosphere within the school. We know that uh, Connor Kapasic, I'll probably saying that wrong, of South Windsor was uh, was featured last night and uh, and did a great job along with some of his uh, some of his teammates there on the uh, the YouTube's program. So, what is uh, what are some of the things that you might be you know looking to accomplish uh, going forward with this with this program? What are what are some some issues that you want to you know tackle or or ways that the program might expand going forward? Well, first of all, as you know, when we had Dr. Niehoff on in the uh, last episode, that's not a, a very easy to, uh, story to tell because there is a lot of, there is a lot of uh, things happening uh, with the uh, LGBT community that, you know, needs to, to have a voice at least. And in terms of what happens in the locker room, uh, is there protection, is there support? And I think that Dr. Niehoff spoke uh, rather well on that subject and it was good to have that kind of discussion because life in the 21st century, what we've learned, especially in the time after, you know, we've all been susceptible to things like 9-11, is that there's a very real reality to the way that life is lived. And it's very important for us to be able to talk about these issues. So when we ask these questions of the student uh, this week, we're, we're asking folks if they, if they feel that uh, enough is being done by coaches to make the locker room space comfortable. Mm-hmm. We ask these questions because we're trying to get towards our general goal of getting those kids to talk and, and, and having them tell us, are we 
going in a great direction with student athletics, or are we sacrificing our own morals to play the game? So I think we want to ask these questions. We want to get the students' opinions, and we really want to we really want to know how kids feel on these issues. And I think that In Focus does a great job of doing that. And you got to tell the tough stories, the tough stories, in order to to get that done. Absolutely, and I, I really enjoyed uh, you know what the what the coaches had to say in your program last night, talking about how you know. Uh, that the, your team, your high school team, is really your family. And if you're not going to be, uh, you know, accepted, if you don't accept everybody in your family, then it's not really a family. So really uh, co- several of the coaches really uh, put that point forward, and I thought it was very well said uh, uh, on the program last night. So, uh, Frankie Graziano, we always appreciate you being with us, and uh, your folks are doing a great job with the In Focus uh, giving voice to some student-athletes. It airs Wednesdays at 7 p.m. on CPTV Sports. Be sure to uh, – had to make sure we get that uh, – get the actual uh, – Time, air time in there for it and uh, we always appreciate you coming on and chatting with us and uh, go back to watching uh, Mets highlights on YouTube. Thank you. We're gonna. There, this is a very fun time as you know. I know you guys are about to be busy as well because the playoffs are coming and we hope to uh, we'll have the, the live football championships, we'll have soccer and we'll have uh, some of the other fall championships so it's going to be a very very exciting time here in the next couple of months. No doubt about that and, uh, and we know that CPTV Sports will be covering it so Frankie thanks uh, as always for joining us. Have a great day. Thank you, Joel. Thanks to Frankie. I realize I said in his intro, cptvsports.org. That is the website, but he's also just from CPTV Sports, so we appreciate uh, him taking a little time, and really uh, they've committed a lot of resources and time to coverage of high school sports and uh, and are doing a great job with it. So thanks to Frankie, and thanks to all of our guests, Peter Huapi, Steve Mazzone, and uh, Kels Dayton, all for being with us. We hope you enjoyed this kind of look at some of the interesting things that are happening in terms of high school sports coverage in Connecticut, and uh, be sure to check out some of those things we've uh, we've discussed you want to become a contributor for sports edge you want to check out the wired zone on the new london day you want to uh, check out ct mile split all of these interesting things and uh and really doing great job with the coverage that's taking place across connecticut right now so that's going to wrap things up for this edition of the ciac cast we thank you very much for being with us as always i am joel cookson you know how to get in touch with me. Go to CIACsports.com. Check out all the good content there on Twitter, at CIAC Sports. Busy couple of weeks. You're going to want to keep up to date with what's going on. Follow us on Twitter. That is the best way to keep up to date. Also on Facebook, facebook.com slash Sports. It's all there. It's all up there and available for you, as well as all of the links to previous editions of the CIAC cast. So we hope you'll check those out as well. No reason you can't go back. I was just thinking today that podcast we had with Ned Griffin talking Talking about the uh, the football schedule for the year and some of the must-see games, you can check that out from a few episodes ago. You can check out the episode where we talked about must-see games all over the state in all the different sports. All still very relevant if you want to go in and see what games that are coming up that you want to uh, to check out on the high school sports scene. So lots of good stuff there. We thank you so much for being with us. I'm Joel Cookson. Join us once again in a few weeks as we return for another edition of the CIAC Cast. <laughs>